0: i
1: Alright everybody, welcome to the Multiverse of Marvel Podcast, where each week our resident Marvel guys, Aaron and Dan Grinley, I still point, but like you're here but you're not, we'll dive into the into a crazy corner of the ever-expanding Marvel Multiverse to dive into the crazy corner of the ever-expanding Marvel Multiverse to see which topic we'll be discussing this week. Welcome guys, so this week is, if you didn't see it in the uh, title, is uh, Secret Wars.
0: Or as it is (laughs) sometimes titled, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars. You know, you got to get the whole thing in there. Now, Uh, now, speaking on that, this is a commodity.
2: Do you know the origins of the actual, the real
0: life origins of the Secret Wars? Like why this series exists?
1: I do not. Toys. Merchandising. Uh, well, no, marketing, marketing tie-in. It's all about
0: that dollar.
1: Yes, yes. So, this, guys, this is going, back days, going back to those days.
2: Going back to those days, <laughs> Kenner had the license for the DC uh, stuff and they were selling pretty well. And Mattel kind of figured, you know what, we want to get into this too. And the only other option was really Marvel.
0: he Man's not going to last forever. No. We we yeah. gotta, you know, start diversifying a little bit. Yeah.
2: But, but they right? needed a theme to do it around, so they decided okay. to work with Marvel Comics and came up with this idea of doing one big story that had most of the superheroes not, not villains of in it, 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 it and go from yeah. there,
1: yeah. So that yeah, makes sense. But so yeah. that, so I figured that would work for this because, and uh, what was it? It was one of the uh Avengers movies is going to be Secret Wars, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it, yeah. So it's Secret Wars, and then what was the other one? Do you remember, uh, the Kang Dynasty? yeah king dynasty okay yeah so uh and okay so yeah one of those two so i figured uh it'd be a good time to talk about that now because i think i yeah i've read i've read the like the initial one like when it like when i first started reading comics like 10 years ago so it's kind of muddled a little bit and yeah and the only other thing i have references i'll probably always go back to this is the uh spider-man animated series where like the the, the three-parter but you know yeah. what, that's that the for, limitations for they, what
2: they were on. Yeah, that was pretty good.
1: I was going to say, yeah, because I was I, as I said, I can't remember like from like that actual book. So it's was like, how close was that really?
2: Under the
0: under was they could it. only use one X-Men because the original actress was still in L.A. And they didn't want to uh, have to import anything basically from <laughs> Canada.
2: It. Actually, that's a real reason why that actress left Star or uh, X Men in the first place is because she was American based, and all the rest of the voice cast was Canada and based out of Canada, right? So, oh, cool.
1: really? Yeah, so Star, yeah, so yeah, that was good, yeah. Because I started watching that the first uh, episode like last night, and then I got distracted and didn't finish the other two. Because yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a, it's actually yeah, it's a, it's a three parter. I forgot. I thought it was only the one or maybe two, but yeah, it's actually a three parter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I read through the uh, mini series itself. I've got the uh, the trade paperback from two thousand one. Yeah, uh, work my way through it over the last few days at work, and you know, for what ultimately is just a twelve issue advertisement for four and a half inch action figures, <laughs> it's a bit better than you'd think. Uh, our artists are Mike Zach and Bob Layton. Uh, Layton. Uh, his i think his best known work is the uh uh iron man demon in a bottle storyline with uh okay. david michelinie
1: yeah because that's where they kind of highlights his, uh, his the, the alcoholism stuff. and
0: stuff okay. yeah and zek uh i'm not sure what he was known for before this I, I know i've seen him on stuff beforehand but uh his early big claim to fame after secret wars is uh uh, the uh, Punisher miniseries.
1: Yeah and then he, uh, he does the first one. And he also did uh Craven's last hunt too as oh, well. Yeah. Right, I think.
0: Uh Fearful Symmetry as Dematius prefers. But yeah that man. That mini series is oof. Oh, yes, yeah, that, that one's something special the way yeah. it showed up at uh work uh my work a while back and yeah. at this time one of my co-workers uh do you remember the uh sh- the store uh the video store uh, in peterborough have you seen
1: yes yeah i remember that, okay. that store. that is awesome
0: yeah what
1: yeah yeah
0: one of the uh former uh owners of that place works with me at value village uh he is getting his his uh teenage son's getting into comic books and stuff Boy. and i've passed a few things and shared some stuff uh craven's last hunt showed up at work and as soon as it showed up i pointed it out to uh, my buddy like hey you you and your son are getting into this kind of stuff this is something special
1: yeah that's this uh, one
0: is really
1: good yeah because remember when i used for yeah when i first started collecting comics i was always like one of the ones that like you should read, everyone should read sort of thing yeah Mm
0: -hmm. but uh Before uh, the majesty of that one, we've still got some significant technical achievement uh, with uh, the two of them uh, between their uh, uh, various halves of the work. Like there's like uh, in issue two, like there's this one specific panel of uh, Thor just reveling in this, like a deadly storm raging outside the base and he's just hanging out on top smashing boulders as they come flying at uh, the protective dome and middle of the page uh panels stretching across from one gutter to the other and thor just got this massive shit-eating grin and he's just loving it and it's it's not the sort of panel you would expect from you know again something that was made to sell action figures.
1: Yeah. And that and that just reminded me, too. There's like a like in one of the uh, yeah, I can't remember what issue it is. it's like the the famous uh, page where where like the Hulk is holding up the entire like uh, yep. or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's no, one of the covers, too. Fairly yeah, or, early on. Or, yeah. OK, yeah, I was uh, yeah, I couldn't remember if it was a cover or not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is a cover. And it's also like a, a bunch of scenes in the actual comic. Oh,
2: what do you know? I opened up my drawer and went straight to the secret war. Nice. <laughs> Let me just see which cover it
0: is here. Yeah, and for something that uh, was, you know, I got to stop saying it. Issue four was the one with that cover. Yeah, uh, with Jim Shooter, by his decision, was the only one who could have written this. And... From a certain standpoint, I can see where he's coming from. As the editor in chief, he's the one who best oversees what's happening in all the uh, individual titles. So it does allow for a certain level of cohesion with what's happening to all the characters outside of Secret Wars. Like Things distinctly lead into the story, and then by the end of the story, there are changes that do, for the most part, have impact. Like, know hulk's broken leg notwithstanding i mean that that wasn't ever going to last but the other kind of stuff that uh were changes were significant changes that held that stood the test of time for the most part we got venom out of it uh she hulk uh, showed her uh uh, her uh, versatility uh going from avengers to uh, the fantastic four okay
1: but uh, uh, but before we get any further oh just, yeah, yeah let let's just like actually say what like actually happens yeah. in this bit before we, uh, so oh, that's, yeah <laughs> so i so say so so it's like the beyond so yeah
0: ahead, from there. jim shooter's standpoint uh kenner was like okay we want the word secret and wars involved because our uh, our testings our uh, focus groups say kids like those words best um Shooter never seems to have any idea where these mythical focus group kids were located or came from, or what kind of demographic they were. But Kenner was quite happy to say this, this is what the kids want. And I think Shooter had a little bit more direct, uh, hand with kids when it came to figuring out what they actually wanted. So outside of direct mandates from Kenner, you know, um, more female characters uh more toyetic bases and vehicles you know stuff that's relatively easy to mix into things you know he was free to just you know play with it just you know make sure it's it's a war and that it's a secret so the initial uh uh, starting point for each individual character or team is being drawn to this giant stadium-sized construct that just magically appeared in the middle of Central Park. Um, like Spider-Man, he's on his way to do one thing, and there's this, and he, you know, jumps right into it. And the X-Men, and the Hulk, and every hero has some sort of, you know, oh, here's where the story diverges, goes into Secret Wars, and each story would continue on as it were just showing like, okay, this is the divergence point. Okay. Moving on from that, something happened there and it continues. So certain characters came, came through with changes that we hadn't seen what the cause of these changes were. Like uh, that's why there's such a dispute over what the actual first appearance of the black costume is because it's aside from being introduced in issue eight, it simultaneously appears in a team-up issue and an Amazing Spider-Man issue. Yeah, well, so,
1: what, what was the team-up issue?
0: Uh, forget which specific one is it. Probably
2: Marvel team-up or something like that.
0: Uh, Mar- Marvel team-up uh, was, uh, was a Spider-Man title. Um, outside of a few random occurrences, it was always Spider-Man teaming up with someone else. Uh, looks like uh, 141 of team-up. Uh, or then. that's that's either the uh, the outgoing part,
1: and then the uh, Amazing Spider-Man was like what two ninety eight or is it two ninety nine?
0: No, it's earlier than that.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, that's okay. That's when Venom shows up. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, right. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking. Uh. Yeah. When I was thinking Venom himself. But anyway, the, getting uh, back to the uh, story. Yeah.
0: So the the stadium thing, they all end up in it, and suddenly find themselves in this, like the stadium is now in the middle of a void in space, no stars, no nothing. It's just nothing. And we've got suddenly like this crack appears in the nothing and causes all kinds of matter to just suddenly coalesce into a planet. And it's a patchwork planet with, chunks just clearly taken from other places and the few characters that are watching this because at the same time that we got the heroes we've also got a group of villains and like the big brains like doom dr octopus uh you know reed richards like these guys are all like we're witnessing things that should not be possible uh There's the usual uh, character shenanigans because you got to have some action going on and and you got
1: to have shenanigans.
0: Yeah, but uh, there's some interesting divisions with uh, how they've got how the Beyonder uh, separates what he decides are good guys and what he decides are bad guys. One of the first times
2: you ever have Magneto flat out said is a good guy. He's on their team until the Avengers start questioning the fact that he's on their team.
0: Yeah, like there, we'd seen glimpses of this possibility with Magneto. Like, I mean, we had uh, we had God... issue one hundred
2: and fifty where you had the yeah. where we finally see you know they, of his background. They directly and
0: all that. reference one hundred and fifty with it. Uh, <laughs> God loves, man kills had been published, but its its status for being in or out of continuity was really indeterminate for a long time. Just because
1: you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Magneto does some particularly noble things in God Loves, Man Kills. And that if the actual story isn't quite acknowledged by this point, those character traits definitely are. Magneto is sided with the good guys because the things he fights for are not selfish, greedy things. He fights for an ideal. He fights for others so as far as the beyonder is concerned okay that that puts him on that side of the chessboard but on the other side of the chessboard he's got like galactus and that's that changes things like was, the was fact he, that he can he just throw too? galactus in there yeah galactus was totally on the bad guys well oh, he was he was put on the bad guy's side of the chessboard oh, okay. uh, he didn't stay like as soon as the Beyonder made his declaration, slay your enemies and I will grant you your wishes and stuff. Galactus is just like, ah, you, you've you got energy to permanently end my hunger. Do it now or we got problems. And he attacks the Beyonder and gets smacked down hard for it. And of course, Doom being Doom, is that an opportunity I see? He, you know, goes for it. He follows uh, Galactus... Oh, yeah, no, he's just, like, right there in Galactus's wake. Like, okay, I, I got to get whatever I can out of this. <laughs> and he at least is able to get, like, uh, you know, readings and stuff off of the Beyonder, you know. He's, it's one of the things about Doom is, regardless of anything he's doing, he and his armor scanning systems are always paying attention to, to everything that's happening around him. In fact, that's one of the, uh, the more uh, comedic lines in it um claw gets uh reintroduced into the story having been previously thought to be dead and he's pretty insane by this point so he's got some good commentary going on and at one point while listening to doom uh, here it is uh, doom you know ranting and raving claw claw mad master of sound being of living sound energy whom i found in galactus's home you are the one i need Wah, tra la 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 You narrate, <laughs> you narrate your life as you go along, don't you? Are you being taped? Why, yes. Every utterance of Doom must be recorded for posterity. Like, you know, it it's it's a line played for laughs, and it does get a good laugh. But it also, you know, Doom is paying attention at all times. Like he's like in uh, the uh, Doctor Strange team-up graphic novel. Like, you know, he is. Uh, out of all the sorcerers he is the one with the least amount of knowledge and skill like he is a novice compared to everybody else but his scanning systems in his armor put him at least on their level because he's able to read their spells see the uh, the cause and effect of them see the gestures and manipulations of energy that they're doing and strange is watching and he's like doom is Okay, I can see how mechanically he's doing this, but he's pulling off spells that he shouldn't know. Okay, so Doom, you know, he's even though the what the Beyonder is is so far beyond what Doom is capable of comprehending, he's still going to get that glimpse. So,
2: oh, well, that he, that does expand much much later. Oh yeah, much, he's not chasing much that
0: high throughout. Well, no, the no. The That's not even
2: what I'm talking about, right? We have to get to the the secret wars before I get to that. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch of other things to get through first.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. So, beyond having made his declaration and Galactus being like, I don't agree with that and then being, you know, slapped down like a belligerent toddler, they land on the battle of the battle world where quickly the heroes start to point fingers at magneto murderer, bad guy, terrorist. When the X-Men point out, okay, like we know this guy and he's not going to do what you guys think he's going to do, but it, it led it's it's the earliest inclinations of one of the things that kind of bothered me, uh, narratively speaking throughout it, uh, because shooter is juggling so many balls with all these characters, he can't necessarily keep up on how accurate characters may be represented. He uses Wolverine as the main voice for the X-Men, like Hmm. outside of Cyclops, you know, butting heads with uh, Xavier over like who's going to be field leader. And then storm being like, Hey, I'm leader of the X-Men. And that usual, you know, three-way nonsense. It's Wolverine typically delivering the, uh, the exposition and the mutant rhetoric and all that crap, which feels really out of character for Wolverine first and foremost. But when you realize that this series is following up on Wolverine's previous developments in his own issues of his limited series and the immediate issues of X-Men that follow that, it, it really shows that, you know,
1: it was like pre Wolverine he, time, that,
0: that, you know, shooter couldn't keep, all of these balls in the air properly there's there's a few drops here and there but you know he he towards the end i notice he does start to get a little bit better grasp on wolverine but there's a fair bit of artificial tension what would you say to that dan being the x-men expert
2: he, i felt that jim should have probably talked to chris claremont a lot more about the x-men and had that maybe help co-write some other scenes Dan, you didn't need
0: to say so much there. You could have just edited it Jim Shooter needed to talk to Chris Claremont more. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I mean, like when we were talking about it earlier, you know, you mentioned the Wolverine thing. I pointed out the Rogue thing. Rogue is essentially a non character She's there. She's she's involved in everything. She has dialogue here and there, but she's essentially a non-character because at this point, excuse me, she was such a new character that Jim didn't know what Chris was going to do with him and didn't really know what to do with her at all. So she's was, just there.
0: Yeah. It was her Avengers appearances. Uh, and then the two issues, issues of Dazzler and then a couple issues of yeah, X-Men. The two issues of X-Men that follow up the Wolverine miniseries are where, you know, Wolverine at first, like, you know, rereading that in response to finishing secret wars, you know, I get to the part where, you know, he threatens to cut out Rogue's heart because mm. you know, this is the first time he's seen her as part of the X-Men and as far as he's concerned, she's still the one that, you know, crippled one of his best friends. So there's really none of that. Like, they, they acknowledge that uh, Rogue, you know, if this had happened, like, you know, maybe six months earlier, she could have just as easily have been on the villain side, and, you know, and there's some early, you know, wishy-washiness over, like, am I really accepted as part of the X-Men, you know? Uh, is this my chance to get away and you know get back to other stuff? It it's kind of needless. Yeah, like it it doesn't really add to any of uh, her character development in X Men, and it doesn't really draw from anything more significant than uh, Avengers Annual Ten. Avengers Ten, that sounds like that. That's awesome. the Carol Danvers. Okay. Issue, yeah, you know a significant issue we might have to talk about that one at some point but yeah going through it for the first chunk of it like there's the usual like bickering villains like who should be leader i should be leader like well no doom is standing right here we we should follow doom uh kang is the only one who really opposes this um mostly because also one of
2: the only ones who could you know stand against Dr. Doom. Not saying that he can, but he's the (laughs) only one out of that group who had a chance. Yeah.
0: Ultron would possibly, but he's already been snuffed out like a candle, uh, you know, as stated in the book by Galactus. Uh, Ultron goes up and threatens Galactus and Galactus just, like, draws all of the energy out of uh, Ultron, leaves him a lifeless husk. He's just scrap metal at that point. So it's really just like you know out of all the villains octopus is the smartest out of the base level guys he's the only one who knows how to actually think and then there's doom and kang these are the only two real conqueror types everybody else are low level guys or henchmen types kang being the warlord it's just states his opposition to doom and like, after, well, there, there's a few fights and stuff early on, but when it comes down to it, Kang doesn't want to listen to doom and doom just vaporizes him. And it, it doesn't even turn out later, like say, when they think they've killed Thor and he just used a flash of lightning to escape. Nope. Kang is vaporized. He is actually dead at this <laughs> point, which is kind of ignoble when you consider that, you know this is a guy who could potentially have been a future version of doom or possibly a descendant of doom or maybe an ancestor of doom they they themselves don't really know they just know that there's some sort of familial connection between them and you'd think with that plus his like year 3000 technology that it would give him some kind of advantage over doom no doom is doom
2: I mean, though, we should probably try to wrap up on the first one here because we still have a bunch of other. Oh yeah, no, we're.
0: Oh no, I'm uh, going through here. Um, They introduce a couple new characters with uh, Titania and Volcana. Um, Titania, we've seen in the uh, She-Hulk TV series. Um, Bit of a difference between the two characters, but I can also kind of see where there might be similarities, like. before she got mutated by Doom, who just wanted more hench people, uh, she was like a really scrawny, small woman who, from her dialogue, is implied that she was really put upon and picked on and bullied and abused. And now she doesn't want anybody to throw her around. And they don't ever really get into what Volcana's story is. Other than that, she's Titania's friend. She's, she's a friend. Just yeah, fat oh, friend.
1: You. And
0: I I don't mean to sound insensitive when I say that. Like other characters call her fat without outright calling her fat, and yeah. she's she's curvy. She's drawn to be curvy. So what? Like I if they're trying to make her look like an unattractive fat person, they're not trying at all. If like I I, I don't really see why they need to keep commenting on her her body type throughout it like she's not discernibly drawn any different than the other spandex characters like this this Mm -hmm. isn't like love and rockets this isn't like reading a ted mckeever book you know these are still superheroes you know they they even an an unideal body type is still an ideal body type in the world of Marvel superheroes and DC superheroes. I'm pretty sure too. Um, But they're perfectly serviceable once they get their superpowers. Um, uh, Pretty much right away Titania tries to pick on absorbing man and he just brushes her off. Like you want to fight, save it for the other guys that we got to fight. You know, I'm going to take it easy. I got no beef with you. And over the course of it, they start a relationship, and strangely enough, ever since then, they've been a pretty consistent couple. I think they're—I think they might even be married by this. Yeah, point. I'm pretty
2: sure at this point they're married.
0: Yeah, like they—they're pretty devoted to each other as a couple, even through their occasional disagreements. It's,
1: and me yeah, uh, man.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, old Thor villain. You don't—you're not familiar with that guy? I thought
1: yeah, he was that... more of a uh, Hulk villain. Yeah, I was no, gonna say no dude,
0: he's he's as guardian. His
2: yeah, I know, but I mean like what I'm saying oh, yeah, is the no. fact that he showed up in Hulk yeah. comics, he was Hulk, yeah. Hulk's bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. Yes, but and uh... then they
1: kind of uh changed him for the fucking Hulk uh the Angly Hulk movie, and then he was in uh Agents oh. of the Shield as well. it but I I know like the Hulk movie is fucking trash, but they I, and, I, and, and I it still wasn't... haven't seen that one. Uh you ever okay, saw the Ang Lee one, yeah, like oh, no, I, I, I
0: still haven't I, seen it, I, I was, and it's not like you know, Jonah Hex, where like I'm deliberately not ever watching oh, it. Fucking it's man, it's just there's like, uh, the opportunity to see it has never actually come up for me.
1: Like, I know everyone trashes it, but I, I will say, like, even though I view it, I can see that it's a bad movie, I do actually like that movie. <laughs>
2: I, really? I enjoyed I, I it, I watched uh, plenty you know,
0: of bad movies. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it,
2: I, I felt that you know. Ang Lee was going a bit more artsy with it than he needed yeah. to. But other than that, I, like, I thought it was yeah.
1: great. Yeah, like, a, yeah, like, I i will say that like I do it. like a, For,
0: really for like a trailblazing uh, Marvel movie, like, it it doesn't, like, honestly, it sounds like it's better than Blade Trinity. Yeah. I watched that yeah. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: mean, though, to finish up on the first Secret yeah. War, there's not really much else to go on apart from telling more about the story specifically. But, you know, yeah. everyone has a battle. They defeat the, the Beyonder, and then they go home.
0: Oh, there, there's a couple other things. Uh, there's that healer chick and how that completely derails the uh, Colossus kitty uh, relationship that had been But again, that's in X-Men. not really
2: important for us to get into here because it doesn't really tie into characters we've talked about he yet. Do really
0: you know? want to cover all the other Secret Wars? Well, no. A we lot kind of, of have secret Wars. To, we
2: kind of have to glaze over two of the other ones, <laughs> but we have to talk about the fourth one because I guarantee you, when it comes down to the movie, the fourth one is what it's yeah, going to be based on.
0: I suppose so. Guarantee it. So. So, you want to take the lead for Secret Wars, too, because that was where I'll skip through it wacky. because you know what?
2: It's convoluted, confusing, <laughs> and even the order of reading it is messed up. Basically, the gist of the story is that the Beyonder came to Earth to experience being a human yeah. and yeah, how he in, goes in off and jumps Secret into almost Wars... every comic to spend a little bit of time with everyone to, to learn a little bit more about everything. And I mean, honestly, you try to buy this series and it is such a hard one to get all of because it's all over the place.
0: It, it sprawls oh my god does it sprawl yeah the like, big takeaway from secret wars one was that the beyonder did all this because he didn't understand desire so well he didn't understand it by watching human human people these these little things try to get their own desires so now he's on earth trying to figure out what his desires are teach me these things desire um I seem to recall one of the things that he has to learn is how to use the bathroom. And yep, that was I one believe, of them. I believe that is uh <laughs> poor, poor Peter Parker that has to teach him that. Actually, I don't oh, know who it, it
2: was Peter. It, that may well, have been, uh, when he first became human, he was hanging out with some criminals. So he didn't quite know they were criminals. And I think they were the ones who had to teach him that kind of stuff.
0: I don't know, somebody, I, I wish I had it on hand, but somebody had to potty train the beyonder. I'm, I'm fairly certain <laughs>
2: it's in one of the issues I have. I have, the, all the main Secret Wars issues and then right, I've got a bunch of the tie-ins because yeah, I saw Madame
0: Webb.
1: Now <laughs> now
0: that I think about it, I I feel like there's other cosmic mystic entities in the Marvel comics that others have had to potty train.
2: Probably. Like, like I I, I
0: really feel like there's at least one other scene trying to claw its way to the forefront of my consciousness. Oh well, I'll oh let it yeah but basically the second
2: way in the end the the second secret wars the only really big thing that came out of that was that's where boom boom was first introduced oh yeah that that's basically it um because i mean everything about it kind of got swept under the rug shortly afterwards because when it came out fans apparently weren't that big of a fan of it and i can understand why i mean it went from july to december or or, sorry no sorry it went from
0: july july to march to march 86 yeah with a few uh follow-up issues later like yeah but i mean like and it,
2: for instance I'm i collect sorry, x-men issue 196 later. that's part of the crossover but the next issue that's part of the crossover is uh issue 202 so i mean it's yeah, only like 202 and, and 203,
0: 203 yeah those two right after one another but yeah 196 way back in uh 85 yeah like I It it doesn't seem so much as a cohesive crossover as just this ultra powerful, like, jerry curled, big, you know, wide shouldered white man in a pristine, wonderful ice cream suit, just meandering his way across title after title after title.
2: Yep. Causing problems here and there, you know
0: not understanding but, that he's causing problems acting all indignant when like he's told this is causing problems i don't understand why this is causing problems hmm. okay i'll fix these problems here but now i'm going to go over here and cause problems for this person to try to learn what went wrong with my previous problems that i caused
2: but i say so okay. like I said we'll skip past much of the <laughs> second secret war because we will you know there's. It's, it's, so it's not diluted. like the Beyonder
0: himself has ended up as a fixed character in the Marvel. And
2: they've they screwed universe. with him too. I'll talk about that in a moment here. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a third Secret Wars that was in uh, Fantastic Four in the 1980s, but I've never read that one. I don't know anything about it, so I really can't talk about that one.
0: I wish we had more access to that old Fantastic Four. Yeah, stuff. I know, I've only I know. ever found random issues.
2: Then after that, the next sort of secret one we have is just known as Secret War. And this one doesn't tie into oh, Can, in can the we rest quickly the mention stuff.
0: Beyond? Wait, can we yes, continue, we can mention Beyond, because... but I'm sure
2: Beyond came after this. Okay. Anyway, um, Secret War itself was just a Bendis story that basically kind of set up some of the stuff he was doing in Avengers coming up. Oh, it don't... doesn't yeah. really end up tying a lot into anything else apart from what was going on in the actual Marvel Universe at the time.
0: Uh, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, okay, basically,
2: it the is. whole thing was, was where Nick Fury, at the end of it, they find out Nick Fury is hiding for some reason. And this yeah. all leads up eventually to the, se- to the Secret Invasion. But, but Secret War was where they first find out that Nick Fury is basically taken off and is planning something.
0: Nobody cared at the time, except for the fact that it was illustrated by Gabriel Del Otto. That's the yeah. only reason that I have the trade, is that the the artwork is, is... There's not much else from Marvel in general that looks like this in their mainstream titles. Like, the, this was an event book, and... <laughs> Del Otto almost looks like he came out of something like heavy metal.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there's a distinct Uh, mix
0: of European and almost Renaissance art kind of mixed together with the natural comic book sensibilities. (laughs) Like it's uh, easy comparisons. A layman would make would be to like, Ooh, Alex Ross, but that's just on the simple fact that they're fully painted. Um, the... I find Del
2: is a bit more dynamic than uh, yeah. Ross. Oh yeah, Ross is, uh, Ross's art has a tendency a bit more static, a lot more posed and whatnot. He's
0: very much working from uh, uh, photo references and doesn't, compared to say Dan Barret, doesn't seem to as easily incorporate those photo references into the scenes he's creating with uh, his paintings.
2: But anyway, since the Secret War isn't too important, now we can move on to Beyond, which actually does matter when it comes to the Secret War stuff.
0: Yeah, that one's uh, it. It starts off like just as like a complete rehash of uh, the original Secret Wars, like almost as if it's supposed to be like a direct sequel. Um, one of my favorite bits in it. Where the hell is that trade? There it is. One of my favorite bits is. Just like in the original uh, series, the Beyonder, or allegedly the Beyonder, uh, makes his declaration, slay your enemies and I will grant your wishes. And with the particular grouping that we have, the one of them, the uh, Mac Gargan uh, as uh, Venom, just looks around like, well, by my reckoning, I only have one enemy here, and sticks his tail right through Spider-Man's chest. That was... A shock moment that kind of one upped any of the shock moments that were in Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, but uh, Beyond didn't have to sell action figures to little kids. Don't worry, those little kids. Uh, Spider-Man didn't actually get stabbed through the chest. It was a Space Phantom. R- read, read old old Avengers. No, wait, Avengers or Fantastic Four. Yeah, Dan, do you remember if it was Avengers or Fantastic Four?
1: I, I don't know either. Hello. Sorry, I
0: hit mute. I didn't realize I had.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we lost dad.
1: Yeah, sorry, don't no, um, But
0: uh yeah, no, uh Beyond was a fun little uh, diversion. Um I don't think the Beyonder was uh the real Beyonder H speak. No,
2: it was wasn't realized. it like the um I'm skimming through it. Uh, what was the name? The the stranger not the stranger. No, oh
0: um... yeah, the it was a watcher. Yeah. No, no, not. Is no he, is that that, no, that the Phantom Stranger? stranger no, just the them. stranger. He, okay, he's yeah, one no of stranger. the elders of the universe. Yeah. So not or sorry, not uh, sorry, not the elders of the universe. He's one of the, the primal forces of creation in the universe, like the way Galactus is. Uh, he's not on the same level as any of them. Like he is he is definitely below the uh, the beyonders level, but he's at least strong enough to pretend to be the beyonder. Uh, all oh, right. That was another good spot here. After uh, Venom uh, stabs Spider-Man, Medusa goes to town on him. Medusa <laughs> can whip her hair at supersonic speeds. Is so it back she, and forth? She, <laughs> there, he cannot. Like her she hair, can, so- she hits him with sonic booms. Yeah, her hair can basically do most anything that uh, Matt Gargan can do with the symbiote. Like he's not as experienced as Venom. Uh, at being Venom as Eddie Brock was. But yeah, like Dan says, she just starts hitting him with rapid fire sonic booms all over him. Like
2: she just. Leaves Wait, him do you see like Matt mass. Gargan
1: like the Scorpion? Yeah, the yeah.
2: Scorpion has the Venom symbiote for a while yeah. in the Marvel Comics.
1: What?
0: Oh yeah. yeah, no. like He, he doesn't was... anymore,
2: but he did for a while.
0: The, the Venom that was with the Thunderbolts, that was Matt Gargan. That was that was Scorpion. From what
2: I remember, somehow Eddie and the symbiote got separated, and then there was some sort of like auction or something. Yeah, and Mac won the auction and got the symbiote, so he started uh, wearing it and became Eddie, Venom.
0: Eddie was dying of uh, cancer, so he was trying to uh, wrap up his uh, affairs and put everything in order. And I, if I remember correctly, he needed money to make sure certain loved ones were taken care of. So the only thing he had worth selling was the symbiote, uh-huh. and somehow Mac Gargan is the one who won the auction.
1: Weird. Uh, yeah. But
0: yeah, like she just started like she's ready to kill him. And the others, of course, no, no, we don't kill. We're heroes. I'm Atalon Royal Royalty. I'm not a hero like you guys are. I'm gonna execute him as a royal crime. Spider-Man was a royal friend, so this is justice. But yeah, like I said, wasn't Spider-Man, was a space phantom. Uh creepy weird little aliens i'm pretty sure from early in fantastic four or not not fantastic four i'm mixing that up with scrolls they're uh pretty sure avengers but uh i if i remember correctly beyond reintroduced uh Deathlock uh to marvel yeah, yeah. Uh, or at least the uh, the 90s deathlock you know they they use whichever deathlock they want to as it suits them but it, it doesn't i don't think i've seen beyond mentioned anywhere in ages. I'm not even, I bet it's been out of print for years. Probably, but which is a shame. It's I mean, fun. It a, a, was a any, fun series. Any
2: Dwayne McDuffie stories should still be in print. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 Any Dwayne McDuffie stories.
0: Oh yeah, it's also one of the few stories that had the hood being a hero before he decided, screw it, yep. I'm taking over for the Kingpin.
2: But it was one of his earlier appearances.
0: Yeah, like the, it's like his miniseries that introduces him, mm-hmm. then this, and then it's like the, the new Avengers stuff.
2: And then, so after Beyond, the next actual Secret Wars, and this is the one that I think is actually of the movies going to be based around. What? Is the not most the Deadpool
0: Secret Secret Wars? What? Not the Deadpool Secret Secret Wars? <laughs> hey, hey, we'll, we'll get <laughs> that might happen. That. Yeah, <laughs> that um, might.
2: So, what we ended up with, what I think is going to be based on, is the night <laughs> the 2015 Secret Wars, and this was the big crossover of the year at the time, okay, uh, yeah, getting think... built up with basically all the different universes, all the different uh, dimensions or, or, or uh, different realities. They were. Colliding with each other, having these incursions where two realities would kind of start to form, and then one of them would get destroyed, one would survive, and this kept going on until there was only two universes left: the Ultimate Universe and the Six One Six. And then they both got destroyed. Suddenly, everybody woke up on Battle World, which was a big, giant world made up of all sorts of different realities of the Marvel Universe.
0: It was basically a recreation of uh, the original Battle World, but on a multiversal level.
2: So, you know, you'd have like a chunk that would be like Days of the Future's past, but then there'd be another chunk that would be like Civil War. And then there'd be like another chunk that would be like Marvel Zombies.
0: But it went further than that as well. Like there was one chunk that was basically like uh, well, I've got ro- the map like, right up here if, on my if shelf. you you took uh, like that 70s movie rollerball and made it all about spirits of vengeance.
2: And so like, there was that about that was yeah, one
0: pocket little district on there Battle was
2: more War. than 40 different different sections of this. And and what had happened was that while everything was getting destroyed by the Beyonders, Doom, Doctor Strange, and Molecule Man went off, found the Beyonders, and Doom took the power of them, and they went off and they re- three of them reformed everything and recreated everything that way.
0: It should be pointed out the, these are the revelations given to the reader at the conclusion. Yes, of those at the conclusion. They, at the they let, this, just forms they let this they let this ride yep. for a while.
2: Yeah, everything gets reformed. All we know is that Doom is now the God Emperor and has infinite power,
0: and, and, and nobody seems to be really opposing him it's not like there's a whole resistance that's going on like it, no this, this is, is just, just the world is. as yep. it exists like, yeah, it's like age like, like age we're like, of apocalypse
1: was we're like this tracks
2: yeah yep but then two two arc ships from that survive the last incursion arrive one full of a bunch of heroes like Doc, like uh, mr fantastic and cyclops with the phoenix powers and miss marvel or sorry captain marvel and another one that's got f- thanos and namor and then a bunch of thanos's villains and stuff with them and also miles morales but they didn't know that so they all arrive here and find this world all messed up and start to try to figure out what's going on which ends up leading to all sorts of stuff and in the end they end up fixing everything and putting the marvel universe back together
1: but that that, was the one
2: that, that this one which at the time people were complaining about it but frankly, as far as it goes for a Marvel story, to me, it kind of just makes sense. It's like this could happen at some point.
0: The, and there were some great moments with Doom. The event itself. The event itself. what? Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It's everything surrounding it that yep. muddles it. There are so many tie-in miniseries and that none don't, of don't them actually matter. tie into the plot or story. Yep. It's just things that have happened on this battle world. And part of the... It it's viciously praise. Well, it's not just that, like it viciously preys on the nostalgia factor of so many old titles, like the number of times that I can imagine readers being familiar with older titles, n- seeing these newer ones and like, oh, I know that, like Inferno. Uh, there was an Inferno title for, uh, for this. That was basically the old X-Men crossover. But here's a district that that's that's the way things are. And, you know, if if you were thinking that this was something that had to do with the actual Inferno event from back in the 80s, you'd be disappointed. Yeah. And I I hate to say it, but most of what I ended up reading disappointed me. Um, The Howard the Duck got a one shot, which was great didn't overstay its welcome it was howard the human and he was trapped in a district where he was the only human and everybody else were anthropomorphic animal creatures it didn't overstay its welcome uh i got the spirits of vengeance one like i said ghost racers was cool ghost yeah it, it was fine like i i, I it, really it liked star lord it, and it didn't Pride. hold any impact yeah. but you know it was fine but uh mrs mrs deadpool and the howling commandos that one uh, that confused me uh, that is not what i thought what i expected from deadpool's wife oh yeah there's that one there yeah oh with her yeah. yeah yeah i i was under the assumption that deadpool had still had a legally binding marriage to satana hellstrom not some new made-up shikla queen of the demons whatever the yeah, hell. yeah I, I i don't read yeah.
2: enough deadpool to actually know the full details of that i wasn't really kind of too aware of her as a character until really
1: yeah. uh, the toy uh, yeah. came out. <laughs> yeah, I, think I, was, that, I think that's I why I started to trail with off of Delphine. Yeah,
0: no, uh, like I like I went from the uh, team up issue where like, oh, he's technically married to Satana now. Cool, that'll fuck with him. And then you know I find this oh, some woman who opposes Dracula. I, I don't know. Anyways, it's on my cell pile. The. Ultimately, the, the story, the main story for uh, Secret Wars, it, that's what led to us getting uh, Fantastic Four back, isn't it?
2: Actually, no, it's what that led to them leaving for a while. This this was the start of all them leaving and everything.
0: Yeah, they they Uh, disappeared because uh, they didn't want to publish them anymore. Yeah. Want to support anything that any non Marvel studio was doing.
2: So when it ended, the Fantastic Four, uh, Reed and Sue took the kids and the rest of the Freedom Foundation and they went off into existence because Franklin was recreating the multiverse.
0: Powerful.
2: Yeah. the the thing joined the Guardians of the galaxy and uh that, that, that's
0: kind of significant considering yeah. that uh in the first secret wars he decides to stay behind on yeah. battle world and, and, just and he was he adventures. was a good suit
2: yeah. for them uh he didn't stick around for too long but it was, he, I liked him being on there and uh uh Johnny storm joined the Avengers he was part of the unity squad the uh the uncanny Avengers and uh again I I, I liked the uncanny Avengers it was a pretty good run
0: yeah by uh, that all the point, uncanny Avengers he would have good. earned his place in the Avengers yeah
1: yeah so, right so the yeah, so the Guardians of the Galaxy's had uh, rock and paper, just they needed scissors.
2: Well, I mean, you know, if you think about it, more scissors, so you know, you're all good. <laughs> how, how
0: dare you ignore the Drax standing in the room? How well, well, about well, those yeah. knives? He's always Those knives. Here's
2: here's a great Drax thing. Okay, so he's he standing so, still,
1: still. I didn't see him.
2: Ha, do, do you do you know what Drax one secret amazing skill that he has, Adam? I do not. Jazz. Saxophonist. Oh, a
0: Professional jazz saxophonist.
2: Because in the in the comics, in the comics, Drax was a human, but that is he was he was a professional jazz saxophonist. And in fact, in the secret wars, uh the Kitty Pride and uh, the Scarlet and Kitty Pride crossover. That's one of the big plot points is him being a jazz musician in one of the <laughs> one of the uh, districts.
0: He and Blade need to start a band and see who else they can get to join. You got Drax on the sax, you got Blade pretty sure he plays trumpet
1: yeah i i was thinking trumpet too actually <laughs> weirdly enough so,
0: like he uh, blade is a jazz musician he, oh, he grew I, up I, in I, that era like that like he's that old that his youth was in the like you know early days of uh like jazz and blues and all that
1: yeah i i just like uh that was my first instrument that i thought he like he'd have this was the trumpet yeah so was, yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway so, i that- yeah. The, the more modern one, I think, will probably likely be what the movie's going to be about, because we're dealing with Kang and time travel. And you know they're going to want to pull different realities and things together, so it seems to me that that's more likely where they'd go as opposed to doing a straight-up Secret Wars, because I mean, at this point, what's the big deal with it at that point, you know? Like, they, they, we've already had all the uh, superheroes all cross over like that. Now we need to see the realities speaking, crossing over, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, it'd just be like the, the way of bringing in... of the, in the panels like...
0: and pages in the mm-hmm. books, man, I... Like, watching a planet get assembled up on the big screen...
2: But I mean, they could still do that be, with, with yeah, this as well, right? Exactly,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like.
1: So, so do you think this is how uh, how the movies bring in like the Fantastic Four mutants, or, do, uh, or we'll, they brought we'll it, or they, they brought it in brought in in. We'll have yeah. it in before that. Well, oh, yeah, because I yeah. guess like the mutants have been, been <laughs> yeah, like technically the named, been, like they've been getting pulled in one by one. Been, like, and, they have like they officially name dropped now. Yeah, I think they like yeah. mutants have been like officially like being said. Yeah, so.
2: Because I'm pretty sure, I heard, like I've been hearing again rumors that, like you know, Rogue could possibly be yeah. the, the new uh, yeah. the new Captain Marvel movie, right? But I mean, I yeah, yeah,
1: because sure that would, not. yeah, because yeah, that would make sense uh, yeah, for her to would. get her powers. Yeah, but since, at the same so. time, they may have nice other stories going
2: on that it like might that. be too much to have a character in there. And we've also heard rumors like this, like Storm was going to be in Black Panther, which never happened. I mean, well, I but, I yeah, but, but I think, but I, I think whole... heard
0: that was something that was in the running before Chadwick
2: Yeah, yeah, so yes. But they they also did make it clear that Namor was a mutant, which was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and miss so
2: marvel as well because i mean in the comics miss marvel was supposed to be a mutant but because she came out during the whole you know we we don't use mutants or fantastic four that they made her be an inhuman because they were trying to push the inhumans which went over so well
1: oh. <laughs> yes
2: everybody was...
0: just loves the inhumans they're our yeah. favorites
1: it, it's the best show ever
0: yeah i oh, don't know just as a franchise in general <laughs> it, it never lasts no, <laughs> they, they can get good mini series out of it. It's like Eternals, you can get good mini series from good creative teams. But if you try to push the envelope and make it into an ongoing series or anything, no, yeah, no you're, you're just going to gonna lose the readers.
1: Yeah, all right. So, and then, yeah, so I think that uh, I think that covers most of it. I yeah. think, yeah, so yeah, there was, no, there
0: was. Uh, I scrolled down to the, the Battle World listing. All the different things, like yeah, we had like Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies. Yeah.
2: I've which, got I've like, got the map right in front of me because I still have that big laminated map thing they were handing out. The comic I think Star. I
0: still got that too. So like when you open
2: it up, it, it shows you the first issues of like all the crossover stuff they had, as well as the final issues of stuff that was crossing into it, like you know Magneto and Miss Marvel and like, uh, Red
0: Red Skull had a mini series, Master of King, or Master of Kung Fu. Oh right, we had the Thor Corp in this one. That, yeah, yeah, the Thor Corp like, world, the
2: cops that, that kind of you know kept everybody yeah. in line across they, the world. They were basically
0: world. like the FBI and that they were the ones that could cross borders and go anywhere on the battle world. Well, almost anywhere.
2: Uh this was also when they started using old man Logan and after this he was ended up ended up being in the Marvel Universe. What else oh, we got yeah, here? 2099, there was, was, 2099, a there was uh, doing Korvac, there's Extinction Infinity Agenda, Gauntlet, Weird World,
0: Modoc
2: right uh, Planet e for Hall extinction
0: 2099 yeah Uh spider island spider verse they brought back weird world for it yeah yeah like, uh
1: is I that a, that, is that mojo
0: no no uh no mojo is mojo world oh, okay. weird, weird world was its own thing um i'm pretty sure uh it's the series that uh rocket raccoon originally first appeared in
1: um that's the thing. Do you think you ever see like Mojo on screen?
2: Uh, I great. think it's a possibility. I mean, you know, they, they've already, uh... <laughs> considering what the, some of the stuff they did in She Hulk, I wouldn't put it past some. They might do <laughs> some pretty goofy things over in, uh, um, with some, some Disney Plus stuff, right? And I mean, they've already said that, uh, when it comes to them introducing X Men, they want to do a bunch of Disney Plus specials about individual characters that so you can oh. introduce to them. Oh, damn. And then, yeah.
0: X babies. It could, ha- they could totally A do Disney X Baby special? Oh, a hundred percent. do man, that. I, I that I'd like to see that. I really would.
2: So many people would bitch and complain, but I'd be down for that. Because then we get Mojo.
1: Mojo Jojo. Yeah. Man, I want
0: that. Mojo I don't, I don't know. I think Mojo ED Jojo games. would be able to thwart the Marvel Mojo. <laughs> no, the Mojo Jojo has a sense of determination that. Oh, uh, well, actually, no, I think he'd probably just get his own TV show from the Marvel Mojo. <laughs> the Marvel solve Mojo everybody's problems. tried sneaking
2: around New York wearing a trench coat and a hat pretending to be human because he fell in love with some random human woman.
0: As you and do. he actually
2: thought he was properly disguising himself.
0: <laughs> oh. One of my yeah. favorite things about Mojo is uh, at one point he was deposed by his good guy rebel version Mojo 2, the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's his name. It's it's like a pimp named Slickback. You got to say the whole thing, Mojo Two, the sequel.
2: <laughs> I also love how, like, you know, it gets to the point where whenever Mojo would come up, the fans would just start complaining about who's always the same character doing the same things over and over again. That's the
0: point. Yeah, exactly. He's a producer.
2: He, he doesn't have a an original corporate idea. Corporate
0: executive. <laughs> they. That's not what he does. He creativity is not part of his skill set. I mean, Imagination he is creative. not something he understands
2: thinks he's creative, but no.
0: How many times does Major Domo make some sort of brilliant suggestion that is immediately Mojo's idea? Always. (laughs) Spiral, too. (laughs) Yeah, Spiral. She's one I definitely would want to see on the big screen. Again, she was one of those ones that
2: I heard that, uh, again, turned out not to be true, but in uh, Shang-Chi, that apparently that big, that tournament scene was supposed to be bigger, and she was one of the ones that potentially could have shown up. Because, I mean, how awesome would it have been to see, you know, a six-armed woman with Fighting somebody like with like, all right. those swords. Yeah. And her, yeah. The, the weird dancing she does and her powers. Like, she's someone that should maybe really look so awesome on the, the big screen. Yeah. But then again, uh, I, I'm going to say that about most X Men characters because I'm such an X Men
0: fan. Now that, you know, we're starting to see ones that more accurately reflect the character designs we got in the comics. Yeah. I think sometimes they do go a little bit too over the top with movieizing. I, I, I totally
2: agree with your Namor thing that, yeah, no, I mean, the guy's skin is supposed to be so super dense that he really shouldn't have piercings.
0: Like, yeah, I, tattoos and piercings on a character like Namor just don't seem right to me. Like, you know, who, who else is strong enough to be able to artistically to pierce skin? It could be vibranium. Radio Inc. The
1: like,
0: oh, That's a Wakandan thing. that That is already claimed by Wakanda. Dan, you tell him. <laughs> that, that's Wakanda.
1: Your Wakanda Vibranium
0: tattoos are a wholly owned and operated subsidiary of Wakanda and whatever corporate entity they consider. See themselves. now
2: that that right there, <laughs> what you're talking about, is another thing. It, Black Panther 2. We should have seen Nesno.
0: Oh, that would have been great.
2: You know? Like just just this one. Just in kid. the
0: background, just just yep. some kid <laughs> with a, a few like painted on vibranium armbands.
2: He'd have to have them all over his body, I think. No, right? no, just no. As, as a little kid? No, no, just... even as a little kid. Have them all accurate. Have them covered because they knew what was coming.
0: Now, just Just so You, don't know, to just you degree, probably don't know who this is. Like right uh, start,
2: Adam Nesno is a character. He's one of the X-Men. His name's Gentle. He is um, a mutant who has super strength, but his powers are so out of control that basically like the Black Panther and all the scientists made vibranium tattoos to cover his body that help contain his power
0: yeah they're they're basically trying to prevent what happened to strong guy from happening to nesno
2: yeah but at like they the same don't, time
0: he was permanently like bodily dismorphed and to be like you know in pain all yeah. the time ne- I mean, Nesno normally time is, is
2: pretty skinny looking he's pretty like zen you know tries to keep a level head usually meditating and whatnot but when he uses his powers he goes like total strong guy and yeah, it's, they it's all, like Master. They all get pretty worried when he uses his powers because all his friends out. know that. Yeah, anytime he uses his powers, that could be the last time. You know. Yeah. Never stops him though.
1: <laughs> it never does. Yeah. All right. So is that? Uh, I think that uh, covers everything for uh, Secret Wars. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh right. not Sean Secret Wars like covering. Yeah.
1: All right, so uh, yeah, so like uh, until uh, the Shrek Wars movies comes out, people, you should check out Disney Plus and check out the three part uh, Spider Man thing. I think it's like season three, uh, four, or five.
0: It's towards the end of the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I think. You know what? Well, just just check out all Spider Man. Man.
2: It's such a great cartoon. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. As I said, like there's a reason why I always go back to it because that was my uh, first introduction to Spider Man, and then I think with the uh, this. Yeah, three-parter was like the probably like the bigger Marvel thing because I, I that's think, kind of funny because think... Aaron
2: and I we our first introduction was the uh, original cartoon our dad, right. we had us watching that back in the
1: when, old 67 uh... one oh yeah, yeah I, think, we, I think I think yeah. I think I kind of knew of it but like I but I it was probably like soon before this or whatever that are. Yeah, no, we, like, we, we, we were that, that was one of our earlier
2: shows we watched and uh we I remember being pretty hyped for it because I mean we were already watching the X-Men cartoon fucking love yeah. the X-Men cartoon yeah. and then you know Fox is out doing Spider-Man well Bring yeah, it the, on! I yeah,
1: mean, the, no yeah, the, the, if the, yeah. Then they did the, the, uh, the crossover with which uh, was
2: again like. Yeah,
1: uh, How, reading, what else? What What else?
2: You get things like that as a kid with ca- cartoons crossing over like that. You know, I mean,
0: reading through these books, those cartoon voices are the ones I hear. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Hey, Bob. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like a re- reading, reading
0: Claremont and Miller's Wolverine.
1: Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and that, that, that and and that beast too definitely.
0: George Buza. Yeah. Yeah. No, there nobody nobody will do the Magneto voice like David Hamlin.
1: Oh, no, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so yeah, worried
2: my, about who they're getting to replace him. Like, yeah, I'm sure we'll Magneto. get
0: other iconic, brilliantly voiced magnetos, but nobody will just have that perfect mix of what it took to be the 90s cartoon Magneto. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: it was part of part of what made me such a fan of Magneto was that yeah. portrayal.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and, and our theme song is uh kind of made this th- sound like that theme song, too. So, uh, it's so such I, an like, iconic theme oh, song, it is. It's a mess. Uh,
2: oh, I can't wait to start hearing again coming yeah. up in uh this fall.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's when it's coming out. It's like, yep, next- it's supposed to be coming out up,
2: uh, like this fall. All right,
1: damn. All right. Well, in that case, I think we should probably wrap this up because we're going to uh, talk about uh, reminiscing about other stuff. But uh, yeah, it. thank you, everyone, for joining us this week and join us uh, whenever I decide to do in the next episode. And uh, we'll probably throw up like on our. Uh, instagram or uh twitter at uh, the marvel pod or at the or at uh, Twitter uh, is the marvel pod or instagram at the multiverse of marvel then we decide to do next episode or what well i guess when i did i decide to do next episode but until then the next suggestion yeah yeah whenever i decide to like oh we should do this but uh until then just uh save subscribe and uh read some comics